Good morning. Listen to Mark and the Interpol when you get to work with the free KSLX app. 100.7 KSLX. Mark and the Interpol present the Debricka Shop Ferguson Barkevious Bingo Award for the best NFL name of the week. So give us a call right now, 480-470-KSLX, and vote on the best name this week. So um, did you watch the late game last night when you got no. home? All right. So we got home from uh, TSO, and I had to let the dogs out and everything like that before we go to bed. And I- I'm watching the game, and the Pittsburgh Steelers basically gave the game to the Los Angeles, who I still call San Diego Chargers, yeah. um, by being offsides three times on a field goal kick. One time they were offsides and they missed it, and then they were two off. And one time they were offsides, they blocked it. Then the third time they were so offsides, the guy ran in front of the kicker before he even kicked it. <laughs> so my Pittsburgh Steelers will be the uh, the name today. I'm not going to use Alasukaneme Adeniyi because that I could probably sprain my throat with. Tyson Alualu is also off the table, so I've decided to go with Jordan Dangerfield because I don't think he gets any respect. No respect at all. Jordan, Jordan Dangerfield. Jordan Dangerfield. All right. Possible son of Rodney. We don't know. Well, the Cardinals' opponent yesterday was the Packers. They have a, an incredible list of names on their team, like Kyler Fackrell, Deshaun Kaiser, Raven Green, Bashad Breland, James Looney. They are the most ethnic-sounding and diverse football team in the whitest city in America. And we also had the previous winner of this challenge, Equinemius St. Brown. So he's off the table. Yeah, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer at this point. So I'm going to go with second-year defensive end Montravius Jesus. Adams. <laughs> Montravius Adams. So our matchup is set this week. Montravius Adams versus Jordan Dangerfield. And let's start going to the phones here. Conley, who do you like, Montravius Adams or Jordan Dangerfield? Montravius Adams. Of course you do. Thank you, sir. Yep. Brad, who do you like, Montravius Adams or Jordan Dangerfield? Montravius Adams. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I told you. Jordan Dangerfield. <laughs> no respect. <laughs> no respect at all. All right, then. Jason. Jason, good morning. Who do you like, Jordan Dangerfield or Montravius Adams? <laughs> Let's go with uh, Mark. The first one. Yes. Montravius Adams. Montravius Adams. Montravius. Well, you know what? That puts him Montrevious. right over the top. So, Jason, why don't you hang on? We'll make you the winner. Oh, look at that. Of our master-built portable propane smokers. That sound good to you? Yeah, thanks, guys. Excellent, Sounds, man. Hang sounds on. as good as Montravius. Yeah, hang on Mon- a second. Montravius Adams, you said? Is that his last name? Montravius Adams. Unbelievable. Yes. Yeah. Uh, again, once again, Jordan Dangerfield. No respect No at respect. All. No respect. You had to know he was going to lose. Yeah, it was easy. It was almost <laughs> like it was set up that way. All right. So we are, by the way, putting all these names into a bracket. And when the season ends, we'll have 16 of them. And we'll have a little voting thing online. And somebody will win a jersey of the winning player. Yeah, we'll have to order that. Get that done, which is great. So you got Mark and Neander, Paul, here. Mark on this side, I'm 57 and you are 50, correct, Paul? Yeah. All right. So when you saw this weekend that Ken Berry had passed away, did that mean anything to you? Uh, I know he was, was he on Mama's Family? That's probably where he made most of his money. If, if he indeed did make money on TV, that's where he would have made the most of it. He was the, I don't know, one of the characters on that awful Vicki Lawrence show, Mama's Family. Yeah, it was terrible. Yeah. But he was also the, the star of Mayberry RFD, which was kind of like a spinoff of 
Andy Griffith. Okay. I think that was a Mayberry BFD to him because he made some big bucks. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, made a couple bucks there. But I always remember him from a show called F Troop, which Wh- you which probably, I know you probably couldn't do now because it was based around a couple of things. There racial was, stereotypes. Racial stereotypes. A Co- couple of like, things. Racial stereotypes. Yeah, play that clip from the theme. You <laughs> yeah, couldn't this do is, this now. Okay. Where Indian fights are colorful sights and nobody takes a lickin'. Okay. Where pale face and red skin both turn chicken. But here's the thing. Not only is the racism equally balanced because it's against white Pale people, face white, and yeah, yeah, white people and Native Americans, um, it also points out that we're all cowards. <laughs> so it's really, it yeah. really is fostering equality. That <laughs> is what it's doing. Yeah, yeah. The sad thing is, I can give you a plot synopsis of what F Troop was based on. Okay, go you ahead. Know, Ken Berry played Captain Wilton Parmenter, right. who sneezed during a battle which his troops mistook for charge. And they went into battle and won the battle, <laughs> and he was given a medal of accommodation, you know, accommodation medal, and was chosen to lead Fort Courage. Right. An F troop. And uh, he was so incompetent, though, that Sergeant O'Rourke enjoyed that so he could carry on his illicit dealing of whiskey to the Indians under the banner of O'Rourke Enterprises. Yeah, see, now that in and of itself. And, and the <clears throat> Indians, you know what the name of the tribe was? Uh, yeah. The Hakawis. The Hakawis, as yeah. in where the Hakawi. Yes, which is also, I think, slightly racist. Yes, and, a little that, bit. and that winds into another joke with the F word. Right, yes. Yeah, well, that's F troop. That's what that is. <laughs> that's right. So yeah. it just, you know, and it's funny because he was obviously, he seemed like a very nice guy, Ken Berry. But, you know, if you go back, and it's not that he did a terrible thing, but I'm sure he would look back and say, you know, we didn't mean anything by that when we were doing F Troop. That's just how everything was. But you couldn't do it nowadays. Yeah, no, you couldn't get away with half the stuff that, that's going on there. But I remember Forrest Tucker was on that show. Forrest and, Tucker and was, and Captain, really, was Sergeant really O'Rourke. Yeah. yeah, and really funny. He, I remember <clears throat> everyone had... It was F Troop was basically McHale's Navy. It was after set, the Civil War. Yes, yeah, yeah. set after the Civil War. But it was basically there was a whole bunch of shows. There were a whole bunch of shows like that. Uh, McHale's Navy, F Troop, um, Hogan's Heroes, I guess, was kind of like that yeah, as well. Yeah, where they would just sort of make they, it, war as as sitcom scenario, right? You know, a military sitcom scenario. It, uh, what was it the, the one that Phil Silver, Silvers was on? Uh, Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Bilko. Bilko. Yeah, yeah. They were also at Gomer Pyle. Yep. There was a whole series of, of TV shows back yep. in the mid '60s that were kind of like that. This one was, hey, let's take the same formula and put it to the Civil War, and instead of making fun of uh, stereotypes of Japanese or stereotypes of German, we'll stereotype Native Americans. That's what they did, and that's yep. exactly what they did. And we look back on that as one of the greatest TV shows of all time. <laughs> Meanwhile. Meanwhile, we can't play Baby It's Cold Outside (laughs) during the holiday season, and we'll talk about that this morning. Yeah, there are stations banning that this year. Ridiculous is what that is. Incredible. Um, Want to quickly uh, commemorate or make note of, I I have my phone, I don't even know what the settings on my phone are. I get very few news alerts, but I did get a news alert on Friday night that President, former President George H.W. Bush had passed away. He was the first President Bush. He was 94, I think. Yeah, so it was time. Hell of a life. Oh my God, hell of a life. And here's the thing, he was only a one-term president, but he was actually president twice. Because he got to be president briefly when Reagan got shot. Yeah, I mean, Remember on July 13th in 85, uh, Reagan gets shot. Um, obviously, he's incapacitated. So I think that's the only, in our lifetime, certainly the only example of the succession thing having to be invoked temporarily 
where temporarily the vice president of the United States assumes the duties of the president. That was George H.W. Bush. You know, also when he ran for president after Reagan was done, he is the owner of one of the soundest victories, one of the most impressive victories over his opponent. It's not the it's not the biggest landslide ever, not the biggest no, Reagan route got that. ever. Reagan got that, yeah. Yeah, Reagan beat um, – who am I thinking of? Walter, Walter, Walter Mondale. Mondale. Yeah, forty-nine states to one. Yeah, that was uh, that was close. <laughs> it was so close. Missed but, it by that much. But uh, President H. W. Bush beat Michael Dukakis forty states to ten. That's, that's pretty impressive. Also, it was four hundred twenty-six to one eleven in electoral votes. That, that's that's a sound victory. And now we'll we'll probably get into a little bit more of what uh, George H. W. Bush did at some point during this morning. But I think it should be uh, noted that he also saved the country from the scourge of Dukakis's eyebrows. <laughs> Those things. What what the hell was that all about? It was like a Groucho Marx glasses <laughs> on his head. I was the, I was I lived in Massachusetts when Dukakis was the gov- was a governor. He was actually a pretty good governor overall. Terrible campaign yeah. I mean, uh, candidate for president. Yeah, he was. And, and those eyebrows were out of control and, and not tall enough to get on the cool rides at Six Flags. Yeah, well, he was barely tall enough to have his head poke out of the tank when he was driving the tank and he had the helmet on his head. That, that, that in a lot of ways, that visual sunk his campaign. That helmet he looked, looked like, like, an like idiot. a beanie on his head because he yeah. had a huge head for such a small man. So he, George H.W. Bush had, had a good sense of humor, too, because Dana Carvey was really making hay with his... H.W. Bush impersonation on Saturday Night Live. This was like late 80s, early 90s. I don't know if this is the first time that they ever had the object of ridicule come on the show, but it was one of the early ones where he came on and he was really funny playing along. Yeah, I think, and, 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 I mean, Reagan was pretty funny. I mean, he did the whole "Honey, I forgot to duck" line and the bomb. We we start bombing in five minutes line. Those were those were very funny, especially in the international stage, talking about bombing in five minutes. All oh, the laughs we got. But I think George H. W. Bush might have been America's first funny president. Not gonna do it. Not gonna. Okay. George Bush here. I'm watching you do your impression of me, and I gotta say, it's nothing like me. Bears no resemblance. It's bad. It's bad. Well, I'm sorry, Mr. President. I think it's a fair impression. Don't see it. You don't? It's totally exaggerated. Not me, those those crazy hand gestures. The pointing thing. I don't do them. And also, na-ga-da. Never said it. In all my years of government service, I never once said na-ga-da. Yeah, so he was funny, and I, I, he also went on at one point, uh, went on uh, Saturday Night Live at one point, and he said, uh, a lot of people have asked me if Dana Carvey's impression of me has left some hard feelings, and the answer is yes. Yes, it has. <laughs> and I'm not going to have my revenge right now. I'm going to have it some other time. Not now. Wouldn't be prudent. Right. Which, which I think, yes. and, and I doubled over laughing at that. Good for him. It's great stuff. It's a tough job to be the president of the United States. Having a sense of humor, I think, is paramount. All of the good that goes on in the world, there is, of course, the yin and yang of life, which is why there are bad things, bad decisions, bad people out there that are sometimes notarized as the Mark and Paul dumbass of the day. Exactly. You know, it's hunting season in Lapeer County, Michigan. I did not know that. Yeah, it is. I don't it live is. in Lapeer County. Uh, one hunter was out recently and saw what he described as the buck of a lifetime. Not finally found the buck of a lifetime. He took it down. Oh. Yep. It was a beauty. The uh, hunter took it home. Nice rack. Hung it from a pulley system, you bet, uh, and went to work skinning and cleaning yeah, and that's what they you do, know, yeah. harvesting the meat, etc. Yep. what yep. you do with your deer. Enjoy your breakfast. Yep. 
Only one problem. What? He didn't have a hunting license. Oh, no. So, he neglected that part of it, but he rushed out and he got his license. It sounds like it's easier to get a license in Michigan than it is here. You got to get the, you know, the lottery and everything. Yeah, but don't you do it if you do it if you do it after the fact, doesn't that still make it a crime? I'm sorry, what? If you get your license after the fact, hmm. doesn't isn't that illegal? Isn't that that doesn't wipe away. It's not like a no. the, the the scales of justice aren't brought into balance. You're right, but if nobody knows you didn't have the license, right, before you killed the deer, then you're probably in the clear. Let me guess, this idiot probably posted something on Facebook or social well, media. Well, it was the buck of a lifetime. Right. Finally found <laughs> the buck of a lifetime. So he posted it on social media before he got his license. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. Complete with pictures and everything. And somebody, oh, who, you somebody who knew the guy and knew that he did not have his license. Ratted and, and, him out. And put the timing together. Um, yeah, well, Michigan Department of Natural Resources has a poaching hotline. I would think they would, yeah. And so somebody was notified of the illegal kill. Wait, wait, wait. Is this, was this a friend of the guy who got the buck? Because he's no friend. Nobody, first of all, there's nothing, you notice if you watch any any mob movie, there's nothing lower than a rat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, he pulled the Whitey Bulger <laughs> right, on him. He did. Um, so anyway, uh, sure. the funny thing is two conservation officers showed up at the guy's home. They were like, hey, did you kill a deer? And he was like, yeah, you got to see this thing. <laughs> right, like, you know what? That, we'd he love deserved to. It. He yeah. deserved it now, yeah. No, he was very proud because it was the buck of a I lifetime. Finally found the buck of a lifetime. And that guy is the Mark and Neanderthal dumbass of the day. That is unbelievable. I think that was a beautiful story you just told. Mark and Neanderthal. Uh, we also told you earlier about... Uh, Ken Berry passing away, and he was on a show called F Troop for a while. We talked about how inappropriate and how unacceptable the theme song to that show would be because there's a lot of stuff said about Native Americans and things like that in the theme song of that show. But many things are just sort of of their time, and contextually they were okay at the time, but now they're kind of weird. Yeah, it's uh, this has become it's become a national story now. Somebody felt the need to complain about. Christmas music. I don't know how Baby It's Cold Outside became a Christmas song, but I guess it's because it's cold. Um, yeah. It's basically the story of a guy who's trying to get a chick to hang out so they can they can chill, as in Netflix and chill. Mm-hmm, exactly. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, it comes from a, a movie from 1949. It starred Ricardo Montalban, all right, who was a dashing, debonair guy long before he was, was Khan. Yeah. Um, and essentially, somebody had said that with the Me Too movement now, the song is, and I'm quoting here, a bit rapey. Well, it kind of is if you look. I mean, yeah. and, and it's all how you react to it, obviously. You got to take this thing for what it's worth. But in the movie, we were just watching a clip of it before. You know, he's, there's, they're singing and he's trying to talk her into staying. But like at the same time, she puts her coat on, he pulls it back off. Yeah. She puts her hat on, he pulls it back off. He pushes her onto the couch. It's a little weird. All right, here you go. Here's some of the lyrics. I really can't stay, baby. It's cold outside. I got to go away. Baby, it's cold outside. My father will be pacing the floor. Listen to the fireplace roar. So really, I'd better scurry. Beautiful, please. Don't hurry. All right? So then it goes even further Mm -hmm. where she talks about how her reputation may be sullied. The neighbors might think, baby, it's bad out there. Say, what's in this drink? As in, he tabbed her in the drink to make her a little bit... A little bit more, uh, less like, more uninhibited, so to speak. Right, exactly. So, at this point in the song, 
is where it gets really creepy. I'll take your hat. Your hair looks swell. I ought to say no, 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 Mind sir. if I move in closer. At least I'm going to say that I try. What's the sense of hurting my pride? I really can't Oh, stay. baby, don't hold out, baby. Oh, it's cold outside. So now he reaches in to try and make out with her, right? Okay. And, and she's like, okay, I'm off the couch. I'm trying to run away. So he starts to pursue her a little bit more. Baby, it's cold outside. The answer is but no. Baby, it's cold outside. The welcome has How been. Lucky that you dropped so in. nice and warm. Look out the window. At the and then he closes the curtains. Look out the window. He closes the curtains so nobody can see inside. Yeah. Just the fact that she says the answer is no. Rapey. Done. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a weird song. I mean, when you take it like that, um, you know, in the context of the times, not saying that was right, but it was just sort of looked at as playful fun. Oh, wait, wait, that, wait. That, Are you using the context of the times as defensing, as a no, defense mechanism? That, well, I'm saying that's how it became to be. Right, that's yeah. The same way as the F Troop theme song making fun of Native Americans. Right. It wouldn't happen now, but it did then. So, it, yeah, it's very interesting. I'm surprised at Mr. Rourke. I really am. Yes, he was so nice on Fantasy Island. A snappy dress. Yeah, but you've got to realize he's Khan. There's an evil side to him. That's right. And Khan, he- if you remember from the first time he was in a Star Trek episode, he told one of the young female ensigns, such men as I dare take what we want. Well, obviously, based upon yeah. his behavior in Neptune's Daughter. A little bit on the rapey side. So we will look and see. It, you know, <laughs> Some radio stations have started banning it. Of course, we don't really play Christmas music like that. You're welcome. Because it's, it's annoying as hell. Yes. But especially <laughs> four months before Christmas. Exactly. Uh, but it'll you be know, interesting you know to see music, how many others ban it. You know when you play Christmas music four months before Christmas, you know what that means? Your station's not going to be around after Christmas. Pretty much. Usually. All right, let's play a game. Sports interviews are the worst. So let's play Name That Cliche. Good morning. It's Mark and Neanderthal. Who's there? Terry. Terry. What town are you from? Glendale. So we've got Terry from Glendale on with Mark and Neanderthal, and we're going to play Name That NFL Cliche for a gift certificate to Illegal Pete's. Now, here's what we're going to do, Terry. Paul's going to name three cliches. You have to name the one that was used in the clip that we're going to play. Are you up for this? I am up for this. All right. right. Is it A, this team ain't ever going to quit. That was a great team win for us in all three phases. B, you go out there every day and give 110% every day, every week, every game, and to have it decided by a missed field goal, well, that's disappointing, just disappointing. Or C, you know, you can only run the ball so much when you're losing. you got to play better. It's a long season, and we're taking it one game at a time. Which one is it? I'm going to go with B. All right, let's go live to Los Angeles Chargers quarterback, Philip Rivers. This team, we, we're not ever going to quit. We've been through some adversity. We've moved to a new city. I mean, we've done a lot, and uh, the guys keep fighting no matter what. Um, it was a, it was a heck, it was just a heck of a team win. So many guys contributed on all, in all three phases. Unfortunately, it was A from Philip Rivers. That was the cliche we were looking for. But because we like you, and illegal people have us killed if we don't call you a winner. Congratulations. That's cool. Yeah, hang with us. Okay. How many cliches do you think Philip Rivers fired off in that one? There was a lot of them. There was like six there. of them in there, yeah. I had the whole, uh, this team stuck together, we moved to a new city, yep. we've been through a lot, three all, phases. All three phases. All three yeah. phases, yeah. Let's stick together, we're never going to give up, never going to quit. I love it when he says, uh, this team, we're not ever going to give up. It would be great if he said, you know, some games we just give up, but we didn't today. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> 
And they didn't. They had a, they had a big win. But yeah. sometimes, let's face it, when you're down 45-10 and there's like eight minutes left, a lot of teams give up. Raiders gave up week two of the season. <laughs> they are terrible. They are a horrible, horrible football team. But, hey, at least they're not the Green Bay Packers whose head coach got fired before losing to the Cardinals. Yep. That's why he was fired, because yep. he lost to the Cardinals, a team that lost to the Raiders. And you know what all those guys would say about those games? We never gave up. Never gave up. Just a uh, long Together. season. We're just going to take it one game at a time and hope we can get some of those bounces to go our way for a change. Mark and Neanderthal. Listen to Mark and Neanderthal when you get to work with the free KSLX app. Sounds good and loud. Huh? 100.7 KSLX. This holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Come one, shop all at the JCPenney Friends and Family Sale. Through Wednesday, use your 30% off coupon inside the JCP app and shine on with up to 60% off diamond solitaires and studs. Plus, get carried away with up to 70% off luggage from Samsonite, American Tourister, Skyway, and more. Anyone shops, everyone saves. We got your holiday. JCPenney. Offers valid on select items through 12-7. Offers reflect after coupon savings. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.